0: Hello and welcome to the Hespect MMA podcast, where we cover MMA's hottest headlines, fight card bouts, fighter drama, discuss fight predictions, media giants, and basically all things MMA related. Made by fans, for the fans. This is your host Hespectful Keith, and I'd love for you to come and join me here, often visited by a special guest and best friend of mine, codenamed Throbloak as we share our memories, takes, and opinions on the frequently changing landscape that is MMA. Now, without further ado, let's MMA and chill. Have you ever heard of a a quiet clicking mouse?
1: Quiet clicking mouse, yeah.
0: They exist, bro. I think I think it's time to invest.
1: <laughs> You're going to look at one of those? Well,
0: no, for you, man. I can hear you clicking.
1: Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Goddamn.
0: Yeah, grab one of those on Amazon. You know what? If you don't end up grabbing one, I'll just send you one on your birthday.
1: Clicking. <laughs> can you still hear it?
0: Not as much. Or I don't hear anything now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was something that you could hear in like the the pilot and the first episode.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. Hate
0: to be a stickler.
1: But, I'll, uh, uh, I'll click quieter, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, I was clicking too with my tongue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if talking like Alistair Overeem.
1: We'll work on that shit. <laughs> I big. remember
0: I, I was listening to uh, a clip of uh, Ariel Helwani and Max Holloway doing an interview together. Max Holloway does it too, so I don't feel as bad, all right? He's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, Ariel. Uh, <laughs> That's the punctuation, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time he had something else. To say. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! It's like starting uh, the
1: <laughs> starting the sentence with an exclamation point. Huh?
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, I will, we'll work on it definitely. Whatever. Um, but yeah, lots to unpack got two cars quickly brush through before we do predictions on the upcoming upcoming Conor card with Poirier. 257 uh hello everybody it's the respect mma podcast again um respectful keith here and throblo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so here we go let's dive right into it so i don't know if you noticed um, but crowds did come back for the uh for the first card of the year.
1: Oh uh was that the uh the Holloway one?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh Dana said either 1000 or 2000.
1: Yeah, I heard uh I heard 2000.
0: Mhm. I think mm-hmm. that's what he said. Yeah, so that's the first time back since the March of 2020 and lockdown had them uh Lockdown just had them all gone. March it of 2020.
1: That's, yeah, it was... That seems long, uh, a lot longer than I would have thought.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, it was so weird when they started doing the uh, the no crowd thing. I think uh, it, the first one was uh, Oliveira and Lee. Oh, was it? Yeah, they had it uh, with no one in the arena. And then uh, that's when Oliveira just uh, kicked Lee's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was the first time, and then uh, there was a bit of a break, and then I think a month yeah. or two later,
1: yeah, I remember the break. That's when mm-hmm. uh, the Fight Island uh, rumors were swirling, and people thought it was gonna be like some Street Fighter level,
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I was thinking better alive, right? <laughs> like, you know how they octagon do the promo
1: the for uh, Yaz Island lately, where they actually have an octagon on the beach,
0: um. I think I've seen it, yeah, where, yeah. They're, where they're, a thing. they're throwing strikes in the octagon. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, they built, they literally did build that thing, but that's not where they're fighting, unfortunately. It's too hot. <laughs> yeah,
1: too hot, definitely. Yeah. Too hot, not to yeah. mention people <laughs> can just catch the fights for free from a distance.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then what was that? When did they come back? Well, what what was yet. the last event? The last event where they had crowds was uh Adesanya versus Romero. Yikes. That fight was uh was a bit stagnant. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember that one? Remember that clip you sent me where Romero just stands there and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Izzy's just throwing feints. Yeah, that was a that was a bad one. Didn't live up to expectations. No, That's okay. Though. You had a yeah, you had uh, Joanna and Whaley Li Komen. Oh, yeah. And kind of, uh, maybe that, it uh, just built our expectation too much.
1: <laughs> that was one of the fights of the year. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, a candidate, I think it was the winner, was it? Yeah, oh. I think so. But yeah, uh, good action on that Holloway Cater card. Set the tone. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to introduce a new segment. Uh, to the Hespect MMA podcast called "Underdogs of the Week." I don't know if you remember me mentioning this. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So, to anyone, what is this segment all about? It's a segment in the Hespect MMA pod where we're going to shout out uh the card's biggest winning underdogs. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have much time to do uh underdog feature for the Neil Magny card. Uh, had death in the family, uh was dealing with that, so you know, lost on a couple notes here. But in terms of the Holloway Cater card, we got uh some underdogs to shout out. One from the main card and a highlighted focus on the biggest underdog of the prelim card. That being said, uh the first one off the main card is Lee Li Jing Liang man. Um how how'd you uh, how do you feel about him? He, yeah, he definitely uh shocked me man yeah yeah yeah, i counted him out on that one
1: (laughs) yeah i mean he's he's been around the ufc for a while but he's never really broken out onto that rank board
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or i wouldn't think he has not that i remember but i mean lately i've been noticing him you know he's very ko oriented you know he's one of those stronger power puncher guys
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah he's got uh,
1: he's got good stand-up though i mean yeah, he's got a few win streaks under the UFC. A bit of a rocky yeah. start, but I'm looking he's forward. Pretty,
0: he's he's a pretty big dude too. Like when yeah. they did the face-offs, I I didn't realize. Like, oh, Santiago's like pretty undersized here. This, this yeah. dude's pretty huge.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, Lee, he's yeah. got some power, man. I like seeing him fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a awesome kick. Uh, quick uh, shout out, quick but big to uh, yeah. Shout out to Mr. Ponzanibio.
1: That's a big uh, big return people were wanting.
0: Yeah, I know. So th- the odds were he was uh, minus 280, Ponzanibio, and uh, Li Jing Liang was 240. And uh, yeah, whoever bid on Li probably made some good money that night. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on to the prelim card, our highlight uh, is Vanessa Ma- Mello. Did uh, you get to see that one?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, she was facing off uh, with our fellow Canadian Sarah Moraes. Mo- Moraes? I don't know. How uh, it, I'm not sure how they pronounced it that night. Uh, is is leaving me right now. I can't remember. But anyways, we're talking about Mello. She uh, gutted out a pretty good victory over Sarah. Um, but anyways, our highlights. Uh, yeah, this is Vanessa Mello. She's uh, a Brazilian, I believe, 32 years old. Uh, her nickname's Miss Simpatia, which is uh, a, a tr- translated. I don't know if it's an actual translation from Portuguese to English, but it means sympathy. So, kind of a confusing fighter. Nickname. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. She uh, hails from to Bausa da Serra, Brazil. Went pro in 2011 and amassed a 10 and 5 record. And in 2019, came into the UFC. Uh riding hot on a five-win streak. But then she would unfortunately go on to lose her next three to the likes of Irene Aldana, Tracy Cortez, and Carol Rosa, all by decision within 2019 and 2020, before this gutting gutting out this victory over uh Sarah Moraes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that fight.
0: mm mm-hmm. I, I, I picked uh Sarah to win. Um but, uh, because she was Canadian, right? I think yeah. I remember <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that. Uh, agree to a certain degree of a uh, bias. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? I did score it two to one uh, because you know she, while Sarah was kind of on the back pedal for most of the fight, she she stood her ground at the at the last minute. I don't. I guess it wasn't enough for the judges, but uh, I was pretty impressed with that. She yeah. came on, uh, turned it up at the end there. Uh, but yeah not not uh not mad at Vanessa um, yeah she thinks she seems to have gotten things dialed in it, it should be noted that she did miss weight for uh two of those three losses I was talking about um, she came in at 140, 141, respectively but uh yeah got it dialed in um, and for any new fans uh what is there to say about Vanessa Miller Well, if you enjoy the type of fighter who stalks forward and looks to trade with their opponent, then Vanessa is the fighter that you want to watch, win or lose. She's shown to be consistent in her approach to the fight game, so expect no less the next time you tune into one of her fights. So, big congratulations to her for pulling out the W. Uh, How'd you score? it? Do you feel like Sarah did enough? I felt like she did, but not mad about the decision. You there, bro?
1: Oh, man, that was weird. I don't know how my mic got muted for a second there. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty close. I mean, it's hard to g- gauge when, you know, one side is just constantly pressing forward, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she was talking. She, she yeah. landed some good shots.
1: Yeah, like cage control counts, but, like, you got to – it's about the effectiveness of the strikes and things like that, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Sarah, you know, she's I thought I was
1: relatively close.
0: Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Sarah, Sarah's got that classic uh the yelling when she when she strikes, you know, kinda like Yeah. yeah! <laughs> really loud. <laughs> Tennis players. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not not my cup of tea, but uh, you know, whatever works for you know. <laughs> Uh she yeah, you know, Mellow, she did bloody up uh Sarah, so you know that that sometimes affects the judge's uh decision and yeah she she landed the more significant strikes so i could see how you know they would give it to mello so, yeah you know,
1: morris had good footwork though she did a good job cutting the cage getting away from her
0: yeah yeah oh yeah i wanted to comment you know uh, mello definitely needs to work on cutting off the cage yeah uh, because she was kind of just moving forward and not uh didn't yeah, have any side yeah. movement
1: definitely just stalking right
0: hmm. Mm hmm. But, you know, pull it out. So, congrats to her. So, yeah, that was our um, underdog of the week. Congratulations, Vanessa. Uh, moving on to the entire card itself Holloway Cater, the first match of the uh, prelims Austin Lingo versus Jacob Kilburn. Uh, did you happen to catch that one?
1: Uh, doesn't ring a bell, but I've been uh, kind of focusing on the. The Magni Chiesa matchup.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, so wait, you watched you watched the uh, Holloway Cater, though, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I watched that card.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I- if I could have any comments for Austin Lingo and Jacob Kilburn, you know, it was it was a good hard fight to start the card. Um, Austin Lingo, he obviously pulled out the gritty unanimous decision over uh, Jacob Kilburn. You know, uh, he was a uh, Lingo, he was a marauder in the first round. You know, he had a uh, knockdown. And he hurt Kilburn so many times. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jacob showed a solid chin, heart, toughness. You know, he tried to, to do some clenches, tried to take down Austin. But, uh, yeah, Austin Lingo was on point with his defense. Um, Jacob did have a takedown in round two, but uh, he, he let it go. It was, was kind of weird. Maybe, uh, I think, a lack of advance. Maybe that's why he backed out. But, uh, yeah, I liked Austin Lingo's stance. It's very tight, you know, mostly straight punches. Uh, he, has a, he has an awesome reactive takedown defense. Uh, good hands. And, uh, yeah, he shows some wrestling chops with his own takedown. Um, but, yeah, I, I did agree with the decision Austin for uh, Austin Lingo. Uh, but near the end, uh, Jacob was uh, starting to turn the tides. It seemed like he was coming on stronger. Oh I yeah. Think if it was uh yeah yeah if it was five rounds, I think Kilburn might have uh, taken over but unfortunately, uh you know those those guys are pretty far from main eventing so
1: <laughs> Yeah, was that the uh headlining card for the prelims or the the first fight? Oh, the first fight, okay. Yeah. Uh, for that card I uh I was mainly focusing on the the main event.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh just going to give some quick shout-outs to these uh guys in the prelims then. Yeah, yeah, no problem,
1: uh, man. Go, go do your thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I uh, also uh, watched David Zawada. Well, after that fight uh, that we were just speaking, Austin Lingo, Jacob Kilburn, obviously you had Melo's victory. Uh, David Zawada and Ramazan Emiv. Um, Zawada, you know, he had great low kicks. Uh, good takedown defense. Emiv, he really had trouble getting those takedowns. He kept eating those leg kicks from Zawada. You know, um, in the second round, um, Amiv did have a big takedown. In, oh, sorry, not the second round. I believe it was the third round. But, uh, yeah, in the end, it turned into some crazy technical raw. And, um, you know, Amiv got it. He won the scorecards. He had the takedowns, more top control time. It uh, was a scary split decision, uh, I guess, for both guys. But, you know, Amiv definitely took it in my books. Oh, yeah. So you got that one right? Um, I believe I picked Amiv. I would have to look. I don't even know where my phone is. I should grab it. Oh,
2: yeah. oh wait. Yeah,
0: it's sitting somewhere else. But, yeah, I believe I b- uh, picked Imeev. Okay. How are your picks doing lately? Uh, Not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> If anybody uh, wants to check out my IG page, I put up a percentage. Uh, it's at 43 right now. So. <laughs>
1: 43, so you got to bump it up, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, bump it, up. it did go up 3% with the uh, Neil Magni card. But oh, you got I one was, fight? Yeah, that, no, I, only, I broke even. I got three out of six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but not a good start. Let's see <laughs> if we can turn it around in the first quarter. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on from that, um, did you happen... To see that heavyweight fight at least, uh, Carlos Felipe Justin Tafa.
1: Oh, uh, Hunt for Silva.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did.
1: Uh, I did manage yeah, yeah. to catch that one. <laughs> that
0: one was a awesome one, man. Tafa's from uh, Auckland, New Zealand. You know those guys have been putting in work. Uh, Felipe, um, oh, Felipe. Yeah, was the Brazilian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you got any comments on that one?
1: I don't know, man. That's uh, that was just a good match, man. Good, uh, good back and forth and things like that.
0: Yeah, man. Like uh, high risk chess, you know. Like yeah, those guys are throwing hard. <laughs> they're yeah, throwing they're the both.
1: Uh, they're both the same, you know. Physical size, physical build. They got a very similar style too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're very. I'm
0: uh, saying is Rockham sock'em robots, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Tafa had some nice kicks, but you know it's it's kinda kinda hard to distinguish which one is which. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very similar styles. Yeah. Like, yeah, very honestly I love kicks by both of those guys. Like we need more heavyweights like that. We need more heavyweights that kick like Crow Cop. Yeah. Or, God, remember when Kane threw a spinning heel kick? What does a heavyweight <laughs> do that? Yeah. I
1: mean, I remember JDS JDS said that uh, the spinning heel kick he knocked out Mark Hunt with was the first one he'd ever thrown in his career.
2: (laughs) He's got a 100% finish rate with that (laughs) chick. Yeah.
0: In the the cage, too, he's just like, wow, I can't believe I did that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a good fight, though, that uh, that Tafa Felipe.
0: You remember that third round where they were just like, they're boxing. They, they had, they were a head to head, right? Yeah. They were, they, they, they were, were both just bobbing. And weaving off, right? Yeah. Hands.
1: They were, they had their guards yeah, up. Right. They were just, they were both just waiting for the one to land, open up a combo maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, a you know, definitely an understandable split decision. Yeah. I went to Carlos. Definitely to I, I did pick him to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, i i yeah I did pick him to win, but I felt uh tafa edged it, yeah so, yeah, tough call. yeah tough definitely. Call. who knows
1: I mean Felipe had some serious body shots too, he was throwing a bunch of them mm-hmm. uh i I don't know which round it was, but I remember he was just uh he had his guard up, and he was just wailing body shots for a little
2: bit,
0: <laughs> yeah man, yeah, body shots are coming uh becoming pretty popular nowadays, I see a lot of fighters throwing them. You know, Jose Aldo, Max Yeah, Holloway. very recently, uh, they've right? they been doing them for a long time. And, uh, yeah, some of uh, other – uh
1: Jessica Andrade. I think it was uh, Carolina Kowalkovic. Kowalkovic? Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it exactly. Uh, yeah, it's
0: hard to say. Her. <laughs> I yeah, know you uh, talk about You that. finished her with a body shot,
1: right? That was a little yeah, while ago. Uh, maybe okay. people are starting to notice.
0: Her face after that one. Yeah. I've never taken one of those, and uh, I don't know if I ever will, and I don't know if I ever want it. (laughs) Hope not. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, But yeah, man. Uh, Congrats to Carlos. Yeah,
1: definitely bonus stock for both guys. That was an awesome fight.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, After that, it was uh, Wu Yanan and uh, Jocelyn Edwards. You you happened to catch that one?
1: Ah. I remember the card, but... uh... Not a lot of recognizable names at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, when I watched it myself, um, you know, yeah, it, was a, it was a good fight. Wu Janan, like, I don't know if you've ever seen her fight before, but she's she's got a very confusing rhythm and movement. She's kind of like, her stance is like a monkey. Oh, man. You know, She'll be, like, moving her hands all over the place and her feet. Kind of like, I don't know, sometimes she even looks like off balance by her own, uh, her own. <laughs> <rhythm>. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I picked, uh, Wu to win and, uh, it went to Jocelyn. Uh, Jocelyn never seemed to be in much danger, but I, I felt like, uh, she was perplexed also by Wu's kind of weird ass movement, but, uh, she, she, she got the decision to Jocelyn and, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it, but yeah. What can you do?
1: Yeah. I mean, movement is uh, its one of the more difficult things to to predict, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially for someone like Thompson.
0: After that, though, we, we do go into the main card. And um, damn, I, I should have never picked against this Hawaiian right here. Puna Soriano. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that knockout? Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, that was a good one.
0: Jesus, poor Dusko, poor Dusko. Uh, he, he's got he's, he's got the you know evasion kind of fighting style, but uh Soriano just just a Hawaiian tank, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Short fights, man. Um, I think that I think... was uh, the first round, right? The knockout.
0: Yeah, yeah, the first fight of the uh, main card. Yeah, um, you know, I did struggle to to the pick because you know it's, it's hard to pick against these European guys lately, you know, especially the Russians. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> props to Khabib. He uh, he brought that uh, region of the world into the you know the world stage for MMA. Now there's a lot of people from that general area who are you know making a statement really.
2: Hmm.
0: I yeah I thought Disco was gonna be one of those guys, but uh, and he looked good. You know, he was he was avoiding shots for a while, but Soriano stayed the game, and uh, he just every time he landed, you could see Disco was like, you know, the life bar yeah. was just chunks, chunks going away. Yeah, I mean, I sh- I should have never doubted the power. He's,
1: he's got a really Almost overly relaxed uh, stance about him. He looks like he came in wobbly, almost. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, uh, the what's that? Uh, waving inflatable. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> <backy> <laughs> waving inflatable,
1: <laughs> inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh sorry, definitely uh, you know what? I'm probably not gonna pick him pick against <laughs> yeah. him next time. <laughs> Yeah, so all the best to him in his next but, uh, After that, uh, it followed by uh, Joaquin Buckley versus uh, Alessio Di Chirico. That's another upset to the card. Yeah. Joaquin Buckley, man. Man, how a... Uh, we jumped on the train and it crashed. <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: I mean, he, he had all that hype coming into a quick turnaround, and it just didn't work out.
0: Didn't no. really work out. Not at all. And Alessio props, like uh we, we did say um that you know they might have an ace up their sleeve. They they uh took Joaquin's uh general aggression and was able yeah. to uh land that high kick. It was an amazing upset. Amazing upset.
1: Yeah. I mean it was it was a weird angle too. I mean I'm not sure what Buckley was in the middle of doing, but he went uh he went low and then kinda ate it on the top of the head, right?
0: Yeah, I think he might have been either going for the takedown or threatening yeah, maybe, Alessio just. Yeah, maybe it. it was
1: like a feint or a level change that he saw and just timed it perfectly. Yeah, yeah I do remember how uh, Alessio, during his uh, post-fight interview, he said that uh, something along the lines of, you know, it's di- disrespectful to not interview both fighters after the fight. Oh, no, yeah, he said no, something like no. that, and then he didn't have any follow up of any kind. There was no back and forth, and then they just handed the mic off to Daniel Cormier. And while he was doing his little wrap up, you know, saying his name and everything, you know, you kind you could kind of sense that DC was not wanting to, you know, react or reference the whole interview of two fighters.
0: Yeah, he he was the exact guy that. Uh, Joe Rogan yeah. said, You shouldn't do that too because he yeah, just got knocked out by John yeah. Jones and he just started. Crying. After
1: that, yeah, Joe Rogan said that he regrets doing it, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, kind of a coincidence that DC would yeah. be the one interviewing him I'm when not he sure if it Was DC
1: like interviewing that. him or DC was the one uh, still uh, you know, talking over the microphone? Or like through his headset? Okay,
0: like when they walk off. The yeah, yeah, something like that.
1: But I remember it was just okay. kind of like you can kind of hear it in d c s voice it seemed like he was a little you know just kind of wanting to get wrap it up and uh avoid mentioning the the speech yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's tough you know like uh especially uh ask anyone, not even a professional if you get finished if you get knocked out uh and, and you you wake up. And people are trying to tell you, and you're not exactly sure what happened. Do you want to get an yeah, interview? Yeah, it's not a good moment. <laughs> you probably shouldn't get interviewed. Yeah. So, yeah, good good job on the uh, finish, Alessio. and uh, let's let's not worry about the, the yeah, politics. <laughs> yeah. I just
1: thought it was a little yes. a little awkward.
0: <laughs> this does sound awkward, you know. Yeah. But it can't be any worse than uh, some of uh, Ben Rothwell's. Oh, yeah. of. <laughs>
1: that, that man is a lot, of, a lot of awkward. It's like two hundred and sixty-five yeah, pounds of change.
0: Yeah, man, that's accidental <laughs> change. You no, know? like not, not like. Kahuda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what's next for Churico? Uh, uh, what do you think? He does have a loss to Kevin Holland, so. Maybe they rematch. Maybe become he becomes the headmaster of momentum theft if he beats Kevin
2: Holland, right?
1: <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Vanessa Mello and uh, Chirico are in the same boat where they just got to take whatever fight the UFC gives because they were both on a three skid, mm-hmm. right? And usually it doesn't take long yeah. after that before they let you go. And even mm-hmm. though a win is uh, a positive note, I think they're still in that position where you know, if they're ready to fight and the UFC throws them a name, they should probably take it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll be looking out to see if he's on a strong bounce yeah. back. You know, yeah. Maybe definitely. He, if it, if it's not Holland, then maybe he'll make his way back to Holland and we'll see
2: that.
1: Yeah. I mean, all the best yeah, to your, you, you know, first round knockout.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Definitely and, uh, some
1: momentum with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunate for Buckley, but, uh, yeah, he'll definitely be back. That guy's young, and uh, yeah, he'll he'll be back yeah. strong. Uh, following on from that, or moving on from that, uh, Santiago Ponzanibo, Li Li Liang, we shouted him out earlier. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think, man? Is this a case of ring rust? Do you think maybe Ponzanibo? Didn't have his timing down after being away from two years, dealing with all the sickness, or do you think Li Jingliang just, you know, is just a marauder? Yeah,
1: I think it might be a combination of both because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much training Ponzanibio was able to do while he had what was it—a blood infection of some some kind?
0: Yeah, blood infection traveled throughout his whole. Yeah, I don't know
1: how much training he was doing. I mean, ring rust is is one thing when. You know, you can get back to training after a few months or something, and then it's just a matter of you know being easy about it and letting it heal properly. Whereas a blood infection, you may be out altogether.
0: Yeah, and if you watch uh, pre-fight interviews, he did seem maybe perhaps overly excited to get in there and get a cash, yeah. expose himself. Uh, Li Jing Liang, you know, it was a, it was a great long left hook. I I'm not sure. If it, I believe it was a left hook counter. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was an offense, but uh, yeah, like I said, he's he's a pretty big dude. I didn't even realize, and uh, he looked as sharp as he ever has. Whenever I yeah, watched, yeah, I mean, he
1: he definitely looked better than uh, his last performance against Magny. I mean, mm-hmm, Magni did yeah. what Magni oh, yeah.
0: does, right? Yeah, yeah, might be a, might be time for a rematch uh, because we will get to that, uh, Magni on his his uh, own loss to Chiesa Yeah, there, but. Um, I wanted to ask: uh, The UFC did open a performance institute in China recently. Do you do you think this is yeah, this is the product of that? Do you think Li Jing Liang and all these Chinese fighters are like getting the work in, and uh, it's just the rise of the Chi- Chinese fighters right I now?
1: I think uh, I think it might be because uh, the UFC banner is like international and blowing up like crazy. And I imagine mm-hmm. fighters of all kinds in China hear about a UFC official gym opening up. You're probably going to get a lot of different, uh, a lot of different people coming together to share their skills, right?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, I, oh, I don't. I'm not think, sure but, uh, if he I, I don't know if he noticed, trains but...
1: at that center, though, Lee.
0: Oh, he must. Yeah, I mean, a UFC
1: fighter <laughs> for the last, I don't know, five six years. I would think he
0: does. Yeah, I mean, um. Um, Lee's oh, made that sound. There he <laughs> goes. Lee's <laughs> dying. Uh, she she often trades okay. there. Hardest hardest working uh strawweight right now. Yeah. Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine Lee chains there, and it could be because a lot of uh, people's you know combat sports backgrounds are usually based in one one style. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Nowadays, you have people training from a very young age specifically for MMM, all, MMA altogether. And then that's yeah. a lot of people, yeah. you know, so. a lot of skill sets, a lot of different uh, sizes and ranges of like weight and everything like that. I imagine Lee has a lot more training partners, a lot more ways to like diversify mm-hmm. his game.
0: Yeah, and those institutes they, they like break it down to a science, like recovery and uh, weight cutting, dieting and as well as uh the fighter facilities, you know, for training and stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty high end stuff, man. Um I don't know if you noticed, but they they've been putting a lot of Italians on on every card. And I think they're trying to break into that yeah. market.
1: I imagine they would be. It's uh it's a good air it's a good region of the world where they're not uh they don't have any kind of basis of operation yet. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Dana and White wants done, to make Yaz Island the new fight capital.
0: Yeah, it's looking like it, shaping up to it. And uh, as as for the Italians, I believe Martin Vittoria is also Italian. So he's, he's heading that, I believe, yeah, heading that yeah. wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from that, though, um, uh, another upset for me. Uh, not much of an upset for you. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Condit got the job done against uh, the immortal matt brown uh didn't kill him though no so the immortal stays uh, yeah, stays still, off. <laughs> uh still gets it. yeah but uh how did you how'd you score it you know I, I feel brown tried to play that game you know right clinches takedowns top control but uh Condit, he was just doing more work the entire time
1: yeah he definitely was i mean he he had a lot of he had a couple of really good transitions where he took the top uh position back
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, mm-hmm. he was
1: he was more effective overall on the feet as well
0: yeah I was surprised to you know i really felt his uh grappling was on another level from what I remember in past performances like you could feel yeah
1: he, he was definitely making all the right moves and I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it to be yeah. as much a ground match as it was but uh
0: yeah, yeah. Brown, uh, Brown wanted it though. I, I don't know. I guess he, you know, he is getting old. I, I love that guy, but yeah, uh, father time uh, beats uh, everyone. Just tried to play this market. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, condit uh, decision. You know, He had the more meaningful uh, outcomes during all the exchanges, striking, grappling. Yeah. So,
1: just getting the better of more exchanges.
0: Yeah, had my fingers crossed though for the decision. I was like, hey, yeah, yeah Let, the
1: game, there, let there be that one <laughs> ref that always
0: gets it wrong, or that judge. <laughs> he, ended, he ended the fight on top, uh, on top us. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, congrats to Carlos. Okay, congrats to you for your fight pick. And uh, moving on from that, god damn, it's Max Yeah, Oliver. the Blessed
1: Express hasn't stopped.
0: <laughs> Cla- Classic Max. Classic Max. His combinations on point, pressure, Defense, uh, you remember that second round when he was just slapping uh, Calvin with those elbows? Doosh, doosh, oh yeah, over and over
1: man, again. that was just. I cannot believe Cater was standing for twenty-five minutes. Man, that was just an unbelievable beating.
0: Hell of a chin
1: Yeah, Hell I mean, very chance. durable. Um, I he did
0: get dropped, though? Did he got dropped? Right? I think so.
1: I would think he did.
0: mm
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, it was literally just a blur of punches. You remember specific moments. I mean, it's, it's like one of those Dragon Ball fights where his hands are moving super fast. And you're just like, yeah,
0: he's kicking yeah. his ass. And what about that whole, uh, you know, that clip that's circling around social media right now of him like, I'm the best boxer in the UFC, baby. And uh, Calvin tries to punch him and he's like dodging all the shots oh, yeah. and stuff.
1: Turns and, uh, turns and shouts it. out DC or whoever.
0: Yeah, he's like, one move! One move! <laughs> God, man, that was a classic match. Yeah, I man. mean, Can't.
1: some big moments are... That's like uh, Rory and Robbie staring down, right, at the end of the fourth? But mm-hmm. Max yeah, <laughs> Max yeah. has no equal, so he makes his own moments. <laughs> <laughs> no like kidding. that one against Thomas, so too. Fierce,
0: man. He yeah, points yeah, the ground yeah, twice the and just
1: starts banging when he's already won yeah. the unanimous decision, right?
0: a classic classic clip and uh they did interview him. they asked like why did you do that and he's like well you know ricardo uh had this look in his eyes like and i was like okay you want to go this <laughs> <split?">
2: <laughs> that's too, that's
1: too
0: good so, man that's too good
2: <laughs>
0: just uh he was, he was just uh obliging his opponent <laughs> yeah i know yeah, uh, it it was kind of a uh, scary though in in the third. I don't know if you remember uh uh Cater landed that solid uppercut and then yeah, straight I right. Yeah, remember that. Rock.
1: Definitely uh mm-hmm. definitely made Max pay attention. Right? Definitely got his attention. Yeah.
0: But uh seemingly that was his one moment and uh Max just too yeah. tough. Can't uh can't be put out um this is his second cap not sparring um i don't know if you heard dc <laughs> tell everybody stop yeah.
1: sparring that's not the way to do I mean, it <laughs> max is
0: onto something i mean if you've been training your whole
1: life by the time you get to, to the highest level of you know professional competition it doesn't really make sense to you know put your body through especially your head through that kind of work right you already know mm-hmm. how to box and mm-hmm. by the time you get in there you'll be that much more excited about it, right? You'll be like, "Yeah, I actually get to fucking go and punch someone."
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, if if you're if you've been elite for a long time, then you know, hopefully you don't get yeah. caught and you can get the timing on the spot. Uh, ironically, Tony started sparring right for for Khabib. He wasn't sparring for a while. That's when he went on his win streak, and then he sparred for the Khabib uh, rematch. Obviously, that fell out. Once again, yeah, uh, he ended up fighting uh, Gagey and Oliveira, and uh, apparently he was sparring for those. Uh, so, whew, who knows? That might be a sign, yeah, right it there. Yeah,
1: maybe. But at the same time, he uh, he cut weight twice in what three, four weeks versus Gagey?
0: That too. Yeah, that was a big I think thing. it was four weeks yeah.
1: apart the fight dates. But still, that's that's pretty serious cutting um, weight like that.
0: Yeah, it was back within back. a month. Yeah, he never said anything about it. But uh, when they asked Gagey what he thought about what Tony did, Gagey's like, "I know it would affect me."
1: Yeah, I mean, it takes if he did it. So. It takes weeks to yeah. to slowly cut your weight down like that. And I mean, I, I can't imagine you can just recover
0: mm-hmm. Tony that gets-
1: quickly, even without having to fight, and then do it all over again.
0: I was thinking how hardcore it was uh, as a Tony fan. But, uh, you know, obviously maybe if he had just done it once for Justin, because he did, he got demolished, but he did hurt Justin, I believe in the end of the second round um, before the round ended. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, uh, we should open <laughs> yeah. up the nickname Hydrated Cee-Lo Tony. Hane, <laughs> hydrated Tony.
1: <laughs> what is uh, what's the other one?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, there's another name like that. I forget what which one mean? it was. For who it was for. Oh, it'll it'll come to me, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um but anyway, yeah, back to Holloway. Um well, Calvin, you know, uh big respect to him, you know. Yeah. Respect to you, Calvin Cater. Uh he's so game, uh but, you know, like like you were saying, uh on the first episode, there there's levels. Uh, yeah. he's just he's just not there. You know, uh to take from Bill Burr, Max was just like yeah. waves on an open shore, just eroding a little more of Cater yeah, every that's round.
1: Exactly what it is. <laughs> Keep in mind, those waves are going for twenty-five yeah, minutes and, too. Um,
0: but yeah, no kidding, right? So yeah, you definitely uh, will end up out on a buoy, and all the sand will yeah. be gone by the way, time uh, Max is done. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I guess he can only learn, right? Look, look at freaking Brian Ortega, right? He got he got that championship rub. You know, uh, it was a it was a rub of over seven hundred <laughs> yeah. strikes. You may he have uh, he may have touched <laughs> him
1: up a couple times.
0: <laughs> yeah, So you know, maybe he should go on a hiatus like Ortega, and come back, and uh, you know, yeah. make work of another contender. Uh, I, de- I think he definitely needs
1: that. to take some time off. Just. Uh... <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. yeah. that's got to that's got to do some damage. There's got to be <laughs> some things he's, you know, that's extra scary. medical attention maybe for a while, just make sure yeah. everything's okay. That's how many strikes did he land? Four hundred and something. Uh, that's, that's a lot of a lot of pain.
0: I think so, like over. Yeah, I mean, I hope the best. A I mean, Caters—he's
1: yeah, an exciting so. fighter. He's definitely a good boxer. He's obviously durable. You can fight for 25 minutes. I think mm-hmm. if he heals up and comes back, he'll, he'll still be in that top five uh, pocket. Still be able to, uh, yeah, still be able yeah, to, you know, uh, challenge the other contenders for the, for the spot.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, you know, Max dismantled him. Uh, yeah, time to take a break. And uh, what, what about Max? What do you think? I guess he's just sitting on whoever. Does he get the winner if Volk wins? I don't know. Such a sure. weird spot. What it is a
1: definitely a tough spot because... I mean, as much as I want Max to fight for the title again, I honestly don't want to see him fight Volkanovsky again. I already feel like he won the second. Most people do. You know, I'd much rather see uh, Holloway mm-hmm. fight a new opponent.
0: But, yeah, yeah. Maybe I move up to 155. I, th- I think he's... Uh, you know, he's been doing... a. Uh, a little bit of weightlifting and stuff, so I think he's adding some power into his shots. You know, he's been dropping guys, he dropped uh Volkanovski, uh, if I if uh, memory serves me yeah. correctly. So, who knows? Uh, he he would be a little short, I think some of the guys are really tall in that division, but it's just such a rough spot when on paper it's uh, you know, I got two red checks against, yeah. The, uh, yeah they- reigning champion, so... Yeah, I know, right? I mean, Sorry, people Vol- <laughs>
1: kind of don't like Volkanovski, or the fact that they don't like him is unwarranted, because Volkanovski didn't do anything wrong, right? Volkanovski did exactly what he's supposed to be. He fought yeah. Max, yeah. I think he won the first fight, legit. And then even though he didn't want to fight Max again, he did it anyway, mm-hmm. because that's what the people wanted, right? Dominant champion, you give him a rematch. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't the one who called a bad, uh, or not call. I guess not a bad decision, but... He's not the one who called the decision, right?
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you had to be absolutely generous, then, yeah, you know, the yeah, takedowns. I mean, he didn't do anything with them. But yeah, you, you did mention, like, you know, a takedown is a takedown. It's, you know, even if someone doesn't do anything with yeah, it, it's still a reset. At the same time, but, it's, right. So,
1: you know, the, the rules are I, effectiveness, right? Effective striking and takedowns. So if you take them down mm-hmm. and don't do anything with it, you know, he immediately gets back up. No ground and pound. No advancing positions. No submission attempts. You know, it really just depends on are you expending more energy than he had to to get up, right? And did it really reset anything?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely a tough yeah. piece of the pie to swallow. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, mate, <laughs> uh, Alexander Roganovsky. Sorry, mate. I, I uh. <laughs> I hope I hope you lose. I love you, <laughs> uh, but you know, just look. Let's keep yeah. things interesting. I uh, right? personally let's hope that Ortega wins. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Personally, yes. I personally hope as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it's without uh, any hate. Yeah, like, like some He's other people. He's probably going to be around <laughs>
1: for a while at one forty-five. Yeah, I really don't think mm-hmm. yeah. he could make da- uh, any impact at one fifty-five.
0: And yeah, no okay. And and uh, you got Cahuto still poking around for that 145 title fight. Be, uh, quadruple C. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, such a fantastic card. Uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, following that card, uh, Chiesa Magni. I, I didn't get to uh, watch most of the fights, as uh, I was talking about earlier, dealing with the Boston family. Um, but you know, shout out to some card winners. Uh, I got it down here. Uh, women's flyweight fighter Manon Fio- <laughs> <what? Manan> Fiorat. what <laughs> Manon She opened up the card with the second round TKO. That must be that must be a good uh, fight to watch. Obviously, when it's a finish, uh, she TKO'd Victoria Leonardo. Um, yeah, so yeah, definitely gonna peep that soon. Um, in the men's weight division, Umar Nirmagometoff. Um, if you're wondering, it is Khabib's cousin. Oh, is that secured a second round yet secured a second round, a rear naked choke against, uh, Sergei Morozov. So, uh, yeah, relative status confirmed. He was there actually, oh, uh, uh, Khabib was his translator oh, okay. oh. <laughs> and his coach. The student has become <laughs> <Yeah>. the master. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. It, there's this funny clip. I don't know if you've seen it on IG where, um, the uh, the reporter is interviewing, um, oh god, what's his name again? Umar, and uh, he's like, "So, uh, k- sorry to ask you this, but uh, it- when's Khabib coming back? Is he coming for thirty? You know?" And uh, Khabib uh, translates it, and Umar is like, uh, uh, "I hope, I hope, I hope." And then everybody's laughing, and then Khabib <laughs> he translates, it, <laughs> "I hope."
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Oh, look So it's, it's awesome to see him sticking around and supporting uh, his own family. Uh it's awesome. Shout out to Khabib. Uh, moving on from that. Uh congrats to Mike Davis, um uh Francisco Figueroa and Delcha Lungiembula, Sue Madere. oh sorry, people, I'm butchering all these names. All these guys, <laughs> all these guys captured unanimous decision victories over their respective opponents. And another note: Francisco Figueredo is Davison's brother, the oh, the current uh, flyweight champ. So relatives uh, be fighting on this card. <laughs> yeah, so um, I you know didn't get to catch Umar or Francisco, but uh, I will definitely tune into some fight replays there um also one more congrats to ricky simon uh did tune into his fight against uh gaytano perrello uh dang i don't know if you've seen uh ricky simon but that guy is uh i say this a lot but i mean there's they're fighters and a lot of them (laughs) are absolute tanks (laughs) (laughs) yeah ricky ricky uh simone um yeah, he just bullied him uh, the entire time, wrestled him down, got an arm triangle fi- finish. It's a really Khabib-esque grappling approach, you know, minus uh Yeah, minus yeah you the can't imitate the smash. <laughs> yeah, so I was on and off this card. Did you catch the uh, Isaac uh, Hurricane Ike versus uh, Vinicius Moria? Second, so round, second K-O. round
1: KO. Uh, who is that again?
0: Uh, Isaac... Villanueva, light heavyweight, Hurricane Ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, the,
1: the big guys. That's what it was, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I only got to see the finishing sequence, that freaking that nasty overhand, right? Oh, yeah. That uh, a clean a on the chin. Isn't. He did a yeah. little
1: spin move as he crumpled. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll love to any fighter that steps in there, but, you know, when you got a guy like DC... Uh, yelling, yeah. you can't punch kick <laughs> And uh, well, I think it was Felder Was Felder on the desk that night Someone said that He looked like he didn't know what he was doing And he apologized that he was saying that But uh, yeah, morera Mar- threw Some kind of lazy kick And while he was still His foot was still in the air Coming down through the punch And that opened up his chin then, on yeah. the left side For uh I definitely right one-sided hand. I mean <laughs>
1: Villanueva was, you know, throwing all the punches. He was setting the pace all the way up until he knocked him out, basically. It seemed like uh, Moriara mm-hmm. was kind of just kind of keeping him at a distance with his kicks.
0: Yeah. I loved his hands, uh, uh, Isaac's hands. Uh, his energy in the, in the in-cage interview with yeah. DC was also good. You know, <laughs> good old <laughs> Brahman, <Bronwyn>, Texas native. <laughs> Line him up, cowboy. <laughs> Yeah, so happy for that guy. Uh, good luck to him. Um, here's a pick that I got wrong on my IG picks. Warley uh, Alves got his first round TKO over uh, more Mornier. Laziz. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you see that one, Alves? You know, he came back uh, after yeah. taking 2020 off. Um, uh, yeah, he fight fighting fighting a hot prospect uh, in Laziz, and I, I thought Laziz gonna, was gonna, you know. Beat him, but uh, damn, Alvis uh, bounced yeah, back Yeah, I mean, he came
1: work. out just, just wanting violence, <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. He just came at him, uh, yeah, he came out the gig harder. Uh, yeah, there were a few a uh, few clinches, pressure, but and those, he just
1: wasn't having any of it.
0: <laughs> uh, the the those yeah. body kicks that crumpled him, he threw like, he threw, like yeah. three of those out there. His leg was <laughs> popping up like a stapler, and you know, he pressed the yeah. stapler down. Just...
1: <laughs> Reminded me of, uh, uh yeah you know, round five Robbie during his title run where he just non-stop threw everything he could, just vicious kicks.
0: Yeah. Until he yeah. Him, man. chopped down the tree, basically. Uh, he, he's been talking about uh, this return uh, before the fight, claiming he's ready to make a title run. Um, Welterweight couldn't get any deeper, so, uh, Throw Alvis in there. Let's yeah. let's let's keep it exciting. Hell yeah! I mean, he's All got right. a
1: loss to uh, Usman <laughs> yeah. a long time ago.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I didn't see uh, too far down uh, his stat board. Uh, I do know he his last bout before this one was a triangle choke loss to Randy Brown in November 2019. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see if he can continue that campaign of a title run. Always yeah. like new blood for the title. So no shortage let's of Alvis. Let's go, Alvis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, following that uh, another one of our upsets <laughs> <laughs> a lot of upsets lately well, percentage not looking good uh yeah another prediction spoiled for us uh Kiesa. Impressive. impressive impressive i didn't you know i i always hear people talk about how huge he is but god damn did he look big beside an on an, an already yeah, I mean, tall lanky magni
1: i guess it was because he was so depleted at 155 he just didn't look as, you know, sizable as he does now.
0: I've heard, I heard he walks around oh, above man. 200. It's, it's crazy that yeah, he even I mean, tried to make lightweight. He was saying himself in
1: one of, uh, at one point that, you know, allowing himself to focus on the fight has changed everything because he used to be so stressed and, you know, focused on his diet and, you know, his calorie intake and things like that. Now we can just focus on training and weight cut isn't really an issue anymore. Which is good. That's how mm-hmm. that's how I think it should be. I'm always in favor of a fighter moving up and finding success.
0: Yeah. And, you know, all that being said, he's he's been pretty stand-up when it comes to uh, weigh-ins. He, he only missed weight once against uh, Anthony yeah. Pettis at lightweight. He was off the marker by 2.5 pants. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's 33 now. been cutting... Tons of weight for, you know, forever. He's been around for a long time. So, uh, yeah, if he's found his home at 170, um, I, I welcome it. There you go. Uh, Alvis, uh, chiesa this welterweight title picture is just log jammed with, with uh, really good yeah. dudes top to bottom.
2: Yeah,
1: even just outside the top 15, you know, there's always people who are one run away from having their name up there
2: mm-hmm
0: uh, but you know the the whole weight debate aside it's it's not to say that you know he he got the better of Mag- Magni in all the grappling exchanges um uh, you know a little uh, literature offer when kiesa was on top, and uh kiesa took the edge in a lot of the exchanges in my opinion, especially on the fence as well, a lot of great takedowns yeah. and reversals submission attempts. Um happy to see that he's just, you know increasing his levels. Um, Magny like like I said before you know if it goes to the ground I'll be concerned and Yeah and you know, see throughout most they're...
1: of the fight I mean Magny was doing everything right. You know he was he was making the right adjustments. He was performing his takedowns properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. a mean, lot of the, lot of the time shows. he was you know performing well it's just Kieso was better in the grappling and on the ground, right? Every time even I think Magny mm-hmm. even scored two or three takedowns, but they ended up getting immediately reversed and put him on the bottom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, just you know, just a matter of uh yeah. I mean, Kiesa's name.
1: So earlier on, uh I remember Magny threw this three hit punch combo and he had uh Kiesa not uh not shook, but he was stumbling back. I thought he was you know finding a bit of his range, but it kinda kinda never came true. Even,
0: Yeah, I think at that point, yeah, Kiesa tied yeah, up. Yeah, I mean,
1: right? very few moment, moments where, you know, you thought Magni was actually changing the tide. It was kind of just a steady stream of Kiesa winning every gra- grappling exchange.
0: Yeah, kind of just like a, yeah. a slow breakdown
1: of I mean, of Michael, is Kiesa's Magny, you know, ground game is, you know, very dominant against most of the guys at 170. With the exception of maybe <laughs> two of the top contenders, right, Usman and uh, Colby, who he called out.
0: Yeah, he's definitely up there with his grappling, and uh, has has he ever fought Maya?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Do you know if he fought Maya? Let's quickly yeah, yeah. check. Let's here. do that, Mister Michael Kies, Did you ever? throw down or i guess roll <laughs> with uh no i never oh. did mm. well he called out kobe and i know you don't you don't agree with that what, 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 why do you think uh you don't agree with that <laughs> well you know, yeah, i think it's interesting you got kobe wrestling volume pace and uh he tireless a tireless power yeah granger, I, I mean <laughs>
1: I think it's a bad matchup. I mean, Chiesa said himself that he thinks it's the most difficult matchup and he's, that's why he's calling him out, right? Yeah, he oh, said okay. me- mentally, physically, all of that stylistically. He thinks Colby is one of the toughest challenges for him and that's why he's trying to push himself to be able to, you know, get past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's him, always yeah. a good thing. But I think, I mean, Chiesa's outburst against, who was it, Lee? when he very mildly mentioned his mother and the kind of things that come out of Colby's mouth, I just don't know if uh, Chiesa will be able to keep his emotions out of it. I mean, that was a while ago and I don't know how he would react now, but just based on the information we have, I feel like he might be able to get in his head.
0: If there are betting odds on who we're going to, Win who's gonna win the press conference yeah. exchanges, yeah bet, bet house house <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bet the house definitely, bet The house, uncle, you bet a
1: dollar and win a thousand if Kiesa yeah. wins that.
0: <laughs> and even just for that reason, man, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna support that fight. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, let's I have, I mean, honestly, one fight I
1: like is Kiesa vs Thompson,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, does Maya
1: still not. have a fight on his contract?
0: Um, I would not know.
1: I'm not sure I haven't seen uh or heard about Maya having a fight
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well the most the more fan friend, fan friendly one would obviously be Thompson, and it would be also i feel more interesting just because you know we, we who who couldn't take down yeah. Thompson right now um you know, woodley's on a skid and that's kind of like the last guy to give him trouble so <sighs> excuse me well. Except for uh, thick Pettis yeah. as well. <laughs> no, he didn't have trouble with thick pedals. Thick <laughs> Pettis just uh, bounced off the cage and yeah, did some short exactly shit. What he did. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, we'll just have to see. I think we're gonna have to leave that one to the matchmaker. Yeah, that's, that's such a complicated. He's got a 4 uh,
1: four-win streak against quality opposition, but he's not quite, you know, give me one of those top three guys for an eliminator type thing, right? He's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. I mean Yeah, I don't know. It's a very tough situation. He's got a lot of options, but you never know which one they're gonna pick.
0: Clogged up welterweight title picture there. And uh let let's uh move on from that. Uh that is our card review, people. Um hope you learned something. Um if you didn't then uh it's it's not an us problem, it's definitely <laughs> a you problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Moving on from that. Uh, I don't know how much of the card you looked over. I tried to look over the whole thing. Poirier versus McGregor two, the card that everyone's gonna be talking about. Um, and you know, Connor, classic Connor, the Irishman, We're not here to take part.
2: We're here yeah. to take over.
1: Goddamn, Connor. He's he's just doing everything right. He's kind of a dick, but yeah, he's man. doing everything right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: he's, he's. I hate to say it because you know he's not undefeated, but in, in terms of being a businessman and how he plays the field, uh, definitely the Floyd, Mayweather yeah. of MMA, man, just cherry picking chess moves. And it's, it's, you love to yeah, hate him, and hate to love him. Fucking Conor McGregor. He's
1: like, uh, he's honestly like Tony Stark a little bit, you know, he's he's arrogant, right? He's overly confident in himself, he's very <laughs> intelligent. He's not. He's not really I see someone I see you know. You probably should admire, but but you do. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, Irish <laughs> yeah. Irish Tony Stark.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly what it is.
2: Fucking,
0: Italia, yeah. Italia, Italia, Not you know What that means? Oh, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Fucking god, yeah. but yeah, super excited for this card. Uh, do you get to uh, get to look at any of the prelims upcoming prelims? Uh,
1: who the fuck is Nick Lentz? <laughs> 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 no, no disrespect, <laughs> obviously. Those, uh, those Connor fingers like are what an underrated. The gems,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's starting to talk about Nick Lentz. Nobody gives <laughs> a fuck about Nick Lentz. <laughs> I'ma find that clip and <laughs> yeah, no. man. That's an underrated clip. Yeah. Shit. But yeah, that's the early prelims. Of. I, I was talking about the, uh, the the ones above those. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sorry. sorry. The they prelims. did him dirty Dude, by guys. putting
1: him on the early prelims while Connor's way up there. <laughs>
0: it's the most shade <laughs> what I wanna, I've ever what seen I wanna see is a
1: backstage <laughs> moment where they, they cross past in like the hallways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think there's a big inside <laughs> joke right there <laughs> going on. Um, but yeah, the prelim cards, the uh, uh, opener for that one is Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Martian Praknil. Probably but- butchered that name. Excuse me, people. Um, did you get to uh, look over uh, those guys? Yeah,
1: I'm, I was uh, a little bit surprised that Khalil Roundtree got this guy. Yeah, I mean, oh, Kareem really? Roundtree has had some pretty quality opponents lately. I mean, Q <laughs> Anders Walker, <laughs> like Okan Saki had some hype coming in.
0: Yeah, Saki, yeah, he's, he's a legend He's got his own career, you know, right? Just, yeah, I'm an MMA guy. Yeah. And
1: uh, he, he doesn't seem like he'd be that uh, in that position to face someone who's 0-3 in the UFC.
0: Hmm. Yeah, maybe another case of uh, some opponents thinking I got, I got something on this guy so yeah let's yeah, go maybe. For it. yeah but uh I'm, I'm uh i actually like khalil you know uh you know most casual fans would probably say oh, um you know I, I don't know who these people are but um this this is a small matchup between two life heavyweights battling for p- position and i think it's a potential fight in the yeah, night. it definitely could be you know call me crazy mm, yeah but like i said uh i'm a huge supporter of khalil roundtree uh Love his Muay Thai man. You see, you see yeah, his, I mean, he's a very
1: entertaining fighter. A lot of his uh, a lot of his fights are you know entertaining decisions or KOs.
0: Yeah, like he he trains straight out of the homeland Thailand, so he's got super classic Thai style yeah. snapping kicks, punches, super strong. Like yeah, love his low kicks. Uh, he snaps him out there in a traditional way. Good counters. Uh, quickly touching on Martian Prakneo. Uh, I watched uh, his last two fights. He's got his own great low kits. Uh, He's a karate guy. Uh, Switches stances quite smoothly. Seems comfortable doing so. Uh, Also strong in the clinch. Uh, I watched his fight with uh, Mike Rodriguez. He was able to work him around. but uh, They got uh, caught up, I I guess, in the action. And he got finished. That was in August 2020. And uh, Khalil, you know, he hasn't fought since... uh, Losing to Ion Cutilaba. You ever watch uh Eon or Ilong Ion Cutilaba? Oh yeah. The Hulk.
1: Yeah, he's another name where. Uh, that dude's intense. He's man. Another <laughs> one of those names where they have that style of fighting where you know as soon as they see their name on the card, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's probably gonna be a good one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so- someone's gonna get. Usually <laughs> how it goes, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, I don't know if you've seen the clip, but he's the dude that shouted in Khalil's face. And uh Khalil kind of like reeled back, and he's like, <gasps> and then he like shrugged his shoulders, <laughs> like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that match, of course yeah, I mean, his way uh,
1: was that the one where he was he got finished by like a one minute beating on the on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, cutie lava, no joke, man. uh just went in there like yeah, a ball, I mean, wrestled him down. I remember he, had he, a, he was downs. on the
1: floor with his back against the fence, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, he just got smashed. Yeah, <laughs> Hulk smashed. Uh, keep the lava. That guy is such a beast. Uh-oh. So one thing's for sure when it comes to these guys. They're going to come in and throw leather and limbs. So it's, it's gonna, yeah, they're I mean, going to bring If someone does get knocked out you know?
1: super quick, that's, that's probably going to be uh, – some damage either way.
0: Mhm. I did pull up. Uh, did a little uh, number crunching. Uh, the finishing rates for uh, both guys. Uh, sixty-two percent finishes for Khalil, and seventy-six for Martian. So obviously someone's gonna get yeah, finished. Like uh, <laughs> well, what do you? Think? What's your prediction? Uh on
1: this I'm not sure. I mean, I like Khalil Roundtree, right? Yeah, I recognize his name a little more. Mhm. I'm not very familiar with yeah. uh, Marcin. So I'm going to go with Roundtree. Mostly.
0: Yeah. Uh, you think uh, Method?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, not really. Method? I, <laughs> I imagine. Can... Yeah, I, I, now i are just going to say he gets it. <laughs>
0: <punches>. <laughs> Yeah. So so yeah, first, second, uh, round, third. Sec, first, second,
1: let's third. Let's say second. <laughs> let's say second. They're bigger guys. Right. You know, they're, they're probably trying to claw their way up on the board. At this point, they're going to yeah. be like a little more. Cautious in the first round, I would guess. Feeling out process mm. since they're both uh, they're both knockout uh, knockout artists.
0: Yeah, um, all things considered, I, I know uh, Martian. He's got a higher finishing rate. Uh, he's the karate guy, uh, but you know Khalil has strong Mu- Muay Thai, and uh, John Jones himself has said. Strong Muay Thai trumps karate, you know, but I don't like the guy outside of the cage, but he's a hell of a fighter. So if he sees or says something, might want to take it into consideration. (laughs) Like, and and he kind of proved it against Machida, right? Um, Machida was a karate guy when they fought and John had his Muay Thai. Well, he finished him with a guillotine, so maybe that works (laughs) the whole argument. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Martian, uh, I feel like he goes in there to finish or he gets finished trying to do so. So uh, I think uh, Khalil will hopefully come out with some new skills, some sharpened stuff that Martian hasn't seen before. He's been gone for a while. So I also pick uh, Khalil uh, by KO or TKO uh, in the first round, though. I think he's going to get it done right away.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be a finish more than likely. That's uh, that's as likely a call as as any.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That would be good. Either way, either way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, following that, uh, we got women's bantamweight. These two long-time staples. Number seven, Juliana Pena. And uh, number nine, Sarah McMahon. Two yeah, pioneers, definitely. right? Um, they kind of headed the movement of uh, women's fighting into the UFC, right?
1: Yeah, they've both been here since... I can't remember what year it was where uh, the UFC... Started uh, have hosting women's fights was it twenty oh god twenty twelve something like that they had to have um, been maybe that far back
0: remember. yeah maybe 2012, 2014. Sorry, somewhere between there, there. there I think yeah but uh, when it comes to these two um, looks like you know just a scrap for a po- higher position on the the ladder. Um, I know McMahon's trying to keep her momentum from uh, her last win in January over oh, in Landsberg. Yeah. Going after that number seven spot for Pena. Um, Pena, I guess she's just trying to reinstate her place. You know, she recently lost to um, Jermaine Durand in That's a tough one, October. Yeah. Got guillotined. Yeah, you ever you seen either of those fights? I, I, I didn't get to. I just... Saw them on the stat board. I remember
1: uh, GDR subbing uh, Pena. I remember she wanted to showcase uh, showcase her grappling and things like that because she's been working on her all-around game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Duran, I mean, uh, I feel like she gave uh, Amanda a pretty good uh, run for her money in striking, but uh, Amanda opted for a wrestling. Yeah, in, in I mean,
1: Jermaine Duran so. is as good Smart a striker move. as it gets <laughs> in that range, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but uh, back to this bout. You know, both these chicks—they've had their. Oh, sorry, my uh, wife gets offended when I call women chicks. Oh, she's giving <laughs> me that look right now. <laughs> Let me rewind. Both these women have—they're giving you the eye roll now. Downs. Yeah, she gave me that eye roll. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, where was I? Uh, I was going to say I was, a, am ai I was a huge supporter of Sarah McMahon. No, no offense. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about it now. Uh, but when she was in her lead up fight against, uh, Rousey, um, she was undefeated, right? She is a silver medalist for wrestling. I thought she had the perfect, uh, ingredients to finish Rousey, but you know, obviously you can imagine how yeah, shocked I was. Went the uh, of,
2: uh, Suda, it went way of, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, just, uh, painful, painful. She almost finished her too, right? Didn't she get in a, in a rear neck choke, right? Standing rear neck choke. Yeah. And then, uh, Rousey had to shuck her off. Like it was a neck crank or something. Like her, her chin was gone in that arm.
1: I remember the closest someone or the most trouble someone gave her, or I got not know if you could call it trouble, but, uh. Which one? Oh, yeah. No, I think that was Sarah McMahon.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was that one. It was that one. That was the most trouble she was in before, you know, the the home matchup, the Nunes matchup. (laughs) But, you know, um, at the age of 40, is that aura of championship potential still there? I personally don't think so. Uh, I
1: don't think so either. I mean... Yeah, most careers, you know, by the time you hit thirty-five to forty, you're not on the downswing. But depending on how long you've been fighting, you know how much uh, damage your body has taken, things like that. Plus, it varies from person to person Mm -hmm. as well. You never know how much uh, how much of a title run someone actually has left, or how much possibility of one.
2: Yeah,
0: and being a former Olympian, like, you got to know, she's got a lot of wear to tear. Yeah, have, especially uh, wrestling. It's
1: herself, very hard so. on the body.
0: Yeah. Um, as for Pena, I was always familiar with her name. Uh, she's from Tough 18, right? She she won that uh, that season, showed a ton of promise, um, and she's only lost to, to the cream yeah. of the crop, right? Yeah. Um, Quickly, uh, looking over her. durand
1: Was the last loss.
0: Yeah, durand We Um, we were talking about that one. Shevchenko. Look at that. Those last two losses to, uh, former champs. Oh, was it? Was Jermaine former champ right further weight? And then she dropped it over some kind of hand. Yeah, I'm not, uh,
1: (laughs) I thought it was because she refused to fight Cyborg. Because around that time, they were like, you know, some kind of uh failed uh p e d test or something like that, and
2: yeah,
0: they always point to that one yeah. when it comes to <laughs> she didn't
1: want to fight her, and then Dana stripped her after like three, four months, yeah
0: and then yeah wild newness. just
1: decided I'm taking these
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh Pena, um, she's extremely cerebral, an intelligent fighter. Uh, she finds a way to win. Uh, but yeah, we've yet to see that elite caliber championship medal. Um, so, you know, uh, she's probably looking to get back to finishing fights, bringing back some of that excitement we saw when she came out of the tough gate. Uh, well, what's your prediction? I would right?
1: guess Juliana Pena. Pena. Yeah, I mean, 40 mm-hmm. years old, wearing there Quite simply. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've always liked Sarah McMahon. She's, she was always one of my favorite fighters of that weight class. But, you know, mm-hmm. time catches everyone. And I think uh, Pena is, you know, one of the better fighters at 135. She's pretty consistent.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. When, when, when it's not against a champion, yeah. she, uh, she's good, man. She's uh, very well-rounded. Yeah, just the only word yeah, I can like think is cerebral. She's just faced oppositions
1: before, fight. right? She has those back-to-back losses she came back from. And she came back from the Shevchenko fight, right? So it'll be good to see uh, mm-hmm. how she handles it again.
0: So what what do you think the method of victory would be? Here uh, for I would Pena? guess a
1: decision. Yeah, more than likely decision. a
0: decision. I like it. I like it. I'd like to uh, bump it up for uh, Pena. Uh, I'm also picking her. You know, even uh, if she's coming off a loss right now, I see her get right back into the win column against McMahon. Um, you know, as you said, all up for uh, Sarah McMahon. But um, I feel like uh, the the division has caught up to specialists like her. You know, Julianna is one of those diamonds in the rough. You know, she's hitting the age of 31. And I think we're going to see her come back and remind everybody that she's still there, just right there to make a run at the title. Um, McMahon, you know, she's not a slouch, but uh, I feel like she does have the tendency to get finished in her losses. So, I'm going to place confidence that uh Juliana comes in with the uh, with a second round submission. I think she's oh, yeah. in the
1: second round. Maybe get rocked a little. Maybe you know, trying nice yeah, to travel for a, a clinch or a takedown and then get caught in a bad place or something.
0: Yeah. Let's see, we'll see. I'm uh, moving on from that one. Um Next fight is between uh, middleweights Brad Tavares and Antonio Carlos Jr. Oh, isn't Tavares? I believe he's ranked, right? I think he's number eight. I don't know if he's that high. right. Yeah, I'm tripping. Middleweight's kind of stacked right now. Let's check right here. He is number 14. 14. Yeah, that was so off. Sorry, Brad (laughs) Tavares. You might wish, man. Yeah, but uh, this is a clash of uh, two tough alumni. Uh, you know, Brett Tavares comes from the 2010 uh Tough with yeah. Liddell and Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, they the good been old the roster days roster before Liddell lost his gin. Yeah, yeah. Uh Antonio Carlos he's from the uh Tough Brazil number 3 where uh Silva oh, and okay. Chan. Right? Yeah, that's a memorable one. Listen, I got something to tell you Throb. I can't let you get close. <laughs>
1: God damn. God
0: damn. <laughs> can't I, get get uh, yeah. I think that's the mindset, though, that Tavares needs for uh, for this guy. Because Antonio, I don't know if you remember, but he, he's actually a former heavyweight from. Oh, Tough. man. <laughs> so, cutting all the way down. Now he's a middleweight. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he definitely, Brad Tavares, as I was saying. Probably needs to stay away from tying up with this guy. He's a sub-specialist. He's got eight of his ten wins uh, by submission. Yeah. Uh, both guys are uh, riding a two-loss streak. Antonia to Ryan Hall, uh, Uriah Hall and Ian Heitch. Brad Tavares to Edmund Shabazin and current champ Izzy. 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 Uh, they've both been on the sidelines uh, since 2019. I think uh, the pandemic put them on the back. Yeah.
1: Did that to a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but interesting angle for to virus. I you know he's uh, been sitting at his in the top 15 for quite a while. Um, I think in terms of this matchup though, it's, it's a good play, you know, dip outside the rankings yeah. for a comeback fight. Maybe kind of just, you know, I'm here. This is me. What's up? Yeah. Brad basically Vars? just get back in the <laughs> win
1: column. People recognize his name on the card by now. He's been around for a really long time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, just get, getting back in the win column. I don't know what he sees you know, in the submission specialist that he might be able to overcome or what the situation is there, but I uh, I have this one picked for Carlos Jr., actually. Yeah.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. What's the method of victory for that? Uh, I, I would guess out?
1: submission. Yeah, I mean...
0: Submission? Yeah, you think he's going to be able to close the distance? Yeah, I mean, Brad Tavares is a
1: good fighter. He's been ranked for a very long time, but I don't know, he just seems a little rough around the edges, you know? Like he hasn't smoothed out his whole game plan or his whole skill set yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's taken a while, Yeah, but
2: it's been yeah, a while, it's been a while that's you know.
1: what I mean. Yeah, I think, uh, I think a specialist like Carlos Jr., who has just as much experience in the UFC as he does. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I just don't know if Tavares is well-rounded enough to be able to fend off a specialist like him.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you would, uh, pick DeVars. Yeah. I, 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 like DeVars. Picked, I, I like DeVars. I like seeing his name on the card as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I got love for that guy, but, uh, yeah, it might be a hate to say this, but it might be one of those Joe Rogan slash Brendan Schaub situations. Right. it's kind of like, all right, you're, you're, you're there, but can you be a champion? Uh, what is this for? Well, what are you doing? Are you just collecting checks? Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe he wants to be a champion, but uh that's where I feel it stands. Uh, no offense Mr. Tavares, I'll do his respect. You Nobody, know, he's, he's 33 now and I'm not sure where his head's at, at this point yeah. in his career. You know, it's it's prime years and it's kind of now or never. um uh, Antonio on the other is 30, right? He's got a lot less mileage. He's just dipping his toe into the prime athletic years yeah. uh, for most fighters. Um, and he's a submission spe- specialist. So, you know, maybe we'll see some growth in his striking since he's already got that down. And maybe he's got some problems yeah. to present for Brad. You never
1: know when a fighter's going to go on that miraculous streak that puts them in the title picture, right? Because, I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. And after all these yeah. upsets lately, I, uh, I'm I mean, hurting Michael Bisping <laughs> was always a
1: name on the rank board, right? And then oh, yeah, it right. just worked out this for him. Is- the timing of a lot of things, the fact yeah, that he actually beat a lot of, uh, a string of quality opposition and things like that. He's the kind of guy who was just amazing, ready for a fight. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, thing. I didn't yeah. like him earlier on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember you yeah. used to hate him, but I was like, it's it's a shtick, man. He's just, he's just, uh, trash talking. He played the game well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: man. But, uh, now Darren uh, Tills representing yeah. in his honor for internet <laughs> troll. Can you imagine
1: Bisbing with a with a Twitter and Instagram account ten years ago?
0: Oh man, <laughs> yeah. that'd be
1: awesome. A
0: Rapid yeah. Jackson too, man. He he's on the tail end of uh, yeah. YouTube blowing up. Uh, he I mean, I don't know who manages stuff.
1: the Beast's uh, page, but is absolute gold.
0: The Beast, man. That's that's one of the number one guys. He's he's just like. He's so yeah. genuinely funny, and and it, it's funny because sometimes you're not sure if he's being serious or not. So like it's it feels like accidental, but uh, it's, it's just yeah. I love Beast. <laughs> There's posts of people getting messed up, and then he's it's just simple capture. <laughs> yeah, just, <He's> just okay.
1: <laughs> you know, PSA. He's all right. He made it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, back to the fight. Yeah, I think uh, Antonio Carlos. Uh, you know, even though Brad uh, has never been sub, I think uh, Antonio's gonna be the one first one to take him there. So uh, I got him by second round sub. Yeah. Um, moving on the openers to the main card, we got women's straw weights: Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Ribis or Ribis Ribis. We're gonna go with Amanda. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the third about, option. <laughs> yeah. She's Brazilian. Yeah. I'm just gonna say Amanda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I took a look at this bout, uh, you know, it's it's clear that uh, Amanda's a streaking young prospect. Uh, looking over the records, you know, uh, Rodriguez she's been uh, out here for a while, a year before Amanda, uh, so a bit a bit more time. She's from the Contender Series. Uh, I, I don't follow these two religiously, but uh, I know that Marina came to the UFC with a 10-0 and 0 record, uh, 10th win being a first-round TKO over her opponent in Dana White's Contender Series. And she had kind of a confusing uh, career since that. She went two wins, one loss, and two draws. <laughs> Uh, and uh, 28 and 2019. Yeah. And uh, her most recent fight was a split decision loss to Carla Esparza. So really, uh, really bad on the scorecards yeah, there I'm for I'm looking
1: her. over the records. I mean, neither of them are doing, I mean, I, Rodriguez isn't doing particularly bad in her UFC run. But, you know, that's some quality mm-hmm. opposition. Ronda Marcos, Aguilar, Torres, Calvillo, Esparza. That's uh mm-hmm. there's a quality opposition there. And I guess it's the draws Mm -hmm. that has caused, Mm -hmm. you know, Rebus to Amanda. (laughs) Yeah, Amanda to (laughs) to you know kind of leap ahead because I've been seeing a lot more of her name pop up than Rodriguez.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's people who are pretty high on uh, Amanda. Um, I I will have to see why, personally. Um, But you know, I, I feel like. There's not much to say in the way of a possible contendership for for both girls, you know. This division it's still in development stage, right? You got the three queens: Zhang, Rose, and uh, you know Joanna yeah. lurking in the shadows as always. Um, you know, all all things considered, uh, you know, Ribas. You know, she she's obviously on her win streak, so uh, she's got some good momentum coming at Marina. Um, you have a projection for this? Uh,
1: I think uh, Rebus is going to take it. I think she's just done better uh, in her UFC run so far. You know, she while Rodriguez has gone against some uh, quality opposition, so has Rebus, and she won all her three of her fights. Right? She's very well rounded.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: uh, I, I remember her fight against Paige. Yeah, like, like she the- basically just controlled the entire thing.
0: Oh yeah. That was, yeah, a, it that was definitely an arm bar. I don't know what uh what was up with that arm bar, but it forced Paige to go to bare yeah. knuckle. <laughs> I wonder if she left or <laughs> I don't know what the thought
1: process did she get cut or did she leave? Did she just finish out her contract? I think contract? she left.
0: Yeah, okay. she finished her contract and she left for uh a... but uh yeah. Um you got Rebus, right? Um I feel the same, just like the last match. I feel like Rebus just has Rebus, forever. <laughs> Amanda. I feel like she has more avenues to victory. So I'm actually going to go with Amanda by second round. So, uh, I go
1: Amanda by decision. Rodriguez seems like she's pretty durable. Mm-hmm.
0: Has she been? Finished? No, I'm looking over
1: oh, her record here. She only has the one loss, right?
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. The recent one. And uh, let's slightly touch on this one because I uh, got to admit to a degree of uh, ignorance. Uh, the flyweight matchup between Jessica I and Joanne Calderwood. Um, you know, I'll do respect, uh, ladies. I <laughs> uh, wish them both the best. Uh, but you know, this seems like a, just a clash for higher placement on the rankings. But you got you got the video game boss battle of, of Valentina Shevchenko up there and it's just personally hard for me to see any of the, even the rank fights uh as anything but complimentary for, for the card and for the division um, Got any uh, comments No,
1: there? that was basically <laughs> hit the nail on the head, you know, I mean Shevchenko is an absolute monster of a human being when it comes to fighting You know, she's
2: <laughs> Yeah she Everything, everything she She's not even perfect form, pilot,
1: perfect technique, perfect everything. It's it literally took the greatest fighter, female fighter of all time, to beat her, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man Nunes. is And uh yeah, so you know, uh you got, you got a decision, uh pick for this one. who do you think's coming out on this one? Uh,
1: that's uh that's a very hard uh, hard pick. I mean they're both very experienced. They're both uh well rounded. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know. Duh. I'm just going to flip a coin and go with Calderwood alphabetically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I, if yeah, I had decision. a gun to my head, I would agree. I'm, I'm just going to go Calderwood decision. All right. There we go, people. We'll learn some more on the night of. Moving on to the co-main. Um, yeah, man. Here we go. Dan Hooker, Michael yeah. Chandler. This is going to be uh, very, very... Good uh, measuring stick for Chandler and a very good opportunity for Hooker to uh, let people know, listen, uh, I'm going to put this guy away and, uh, you know, make another uh, title run.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is a big fight, right? I mean, Hooker came out of nowhere relatively lately, you know, after that Barbosa loss, Mm -hmm. he just kind of ran through quality opposition. Vic, uh, Iaquinta, Felder. Dustin Poirier was that one big fight that would, you know, kind of propel him towards a title. Uh, I think he's a, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's a good matchup. He's one step away after that loss to Poirier. But he's a really good matchup for Chandler. Yeah. He's very tall. He's he's very he's got a lot of reach. He's a very good uh very good boxer, very durable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, one thing I actually been wanting to address because when we talked about this a couple times, I forgot to. Is, uh, yeah, I, I said it was a favorable matchup. Don't mean to get it mixed up because it sounded like I was saying it was a favorable matchup for Chandler. And I love Michael Chandler, I follow him on Instagram. He's always posting motivational shit. Um, but what I meant to say was it's a favorable matchup for Hooker because of his yeah. length and, you know, Chandler, uh, um he, he, he struggles with guys who are uh you know have that length who can get off first. Um obviously before he came to UFC, he, he was losing his uh his last loss to Patricia, yeah. right? Uh you and me we, we both uh, talked about it and I, I was I was calling it too. I was like he's got that strong lead hook uh, Patricio and Michael Chandler has the tendency to get, get a hit. He's hittable. He's a hittable lightweight. He fights hard. Awesome. Wrestling, uh, always, always, uh, pedal to the metal, but, um, yeah, I I think, uh, I think Hooker's got the qualities to, to beat him on this one. As much as I love Chandler, this guy's built. Like if there, if there was a human, Version of the Samus Aran suit. That, that's that's how Dan Hooker's <laughs> built. He's got his long, got huge shoulders. He's a uh, uh, a very weird build. A uh, Good build for for the. Division.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like Chandler. You know, he's he's a uh, like a staple of the Bellator MMA. I think he's a uh, three-time champion at lightweight.
0: Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. he's he's retired. 3 champion, multiple
1: defenses. Every single run I mean he's he's proven he's at that championship level it's it was just a matter of him finally getting a fight with one of those top five guys
0: yeah yeah, and I'm super excited for him to be here um, you know uh hooker uh, i don't I don't know if it's a good first match, but you know let's let's see right this here we are let's yeah cool.
1: I mean the only wild card is that you know in recent memory, going back to uh, you know, Dan Hooker being on that high-level MMA, you know, that uh, that plateau of skill where he's been at lately. We haven't really mm-hmm. seen him go against, you know, a serious wrestler because the, the major wrestler of the division is the champion, right? It was always Khabib.
0: Yeah. Well, it should be noted um, that he does train with those uh, well, other Kiwis, man. Uh, Volkanovski, uh, Izzy. Simon, yeah. And those guys are, you know, they're, they're pretty good uh, wrestlers themselves uh, in terms of defense. You know, when's the last time someone took Izzy down, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a good point. Plus his height is a big, uh, big thing, right?
0: Yeah. Big problem. For I mean, Charlie. I'm not
1: sure. I don't recognize just off the top of my head that uh, Bellator has as many guys who are, I don't know, how, how tall is Hooker? Six, six, one?
0: Um, let's do it. Cause quick I know Patricio check. is, man is
1: six. six. Yeah. I know Patricio isn't much taller than Chandler. I don't think he is even taller than Chandler. Uh, Benson Henderson is mm-hmm. what five ten? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be one of those situations where he, you know, tries for a single leg and his foot's still on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. And gets, yeah. or mean, something.
1: it's definitely an interesting test. I think, Physically, Dan Hooker has the advantage, being as tall and long as he is. I think the worst thing for Chandler would be to do is try and engage in the stand-up. He might have to, you know, take a less crowd-pleasing route and pound out a finish on the ground.
0: Might yeah. have to. And honestly, his uh, his groundwork is it's, it's not it's not boring or right? anything. Yeah, time, I mean, he's, he's pretty. He's uh... very
1: active on the ground. He's mm-hmm. he can he can push yeah. it for twenty-five minutes. It's a really tough call.
0: Yeah, I love I love yeah. his pace. He always pushes. It's a
1: it. very tough call. I think I would think uh, Chandler by decision though. Yeah. Oh really? Go with Chandler. Nice.
0: Yeah. I love it. My my heart says Chandler, man, but my <laughs> mind says <hook> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think uh, as far as far as competition goes, you know, they both have quality training partner. Uh, Chandler trains with Usman. He's trained with Burns before. Trains with a lot of guys okay. from the UFC, just like uh, Hooker trains with a lot of those uh, New Zealand fighters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think just body of work mm-hmm. wise, I'm not sure Hooker has gone up against a wrestler like him, someone who's consistently going to try and push him against the cage and take him down.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I
1: mean, okay. yeah, for me, it comes down to bet on the red Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, well, well I. I like I said, uh, my heart says Chandler, but my mind says Hooker. I think I think he'll be able to keep Chandler off, uh, land the uh, shots he needs to, and uh, uh, honestly, I think he might put away Chandler in the second or oh, third man. round.
1: Okay, okay, interesting,
0: interesting. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got Hooker by uh, <laughs> second. Let's say, let's say third round, TQ. You need some time. Give him some time. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Moving on. Two the main event of the evening, this pod's been particularly a yeah, lot to cover. Three fights um, in uh, one week, a lot to cover people, all right? And you got a fast forward yeah. button, so all right, just use it, just press that little arrow on your keyboard there and uh, have yourself a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, moving forward into this the rematch between Poirier and McGregor. God damn. Um, it's big, man. This is a big yeah, one. Man, this
1: is, uh, super this is uh, a lot to cover in this fight.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a huge main event, obviously. Connor McGregor polarizing as, as always. Um, yeah, he's going to face off against Dustin. How do you, uh, yeah, how right do you
1: feel about the new respectful Connor? There There's barely any singers uh, <laughs> in that last press conference. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I like it. I yeah. like it. Um, if, if it should be noted, um, for his Cerrone fight and forward, he reconnected with his boxing old boxing coach, and uh, I heard an interview with this guy uh, and Ariel Hawani, and he was very uh high on respecting your opponent. Yeah. You know, respect your opponent. Be kind. You know, you're gonna go battle to battle with this guy. You know, you don't You're need still to be training,
1: uh, at SG SBG with uh, Kavanaugh, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, he just—that's how he built his yeah. team, right? He wasn't with his coach for a while. He he left uh, after doing a couple amateur bouts, I believe, and uh, boxing bouts, and then that's you know he went on to MMA, and now he reconnected with this guy. Oh, um, I did write his name down somewhere. Uh, nope, <laughs> nope. I'm gonna have to pull that for the next one. Sorry, people. But yeah, it's uh, I like it. Um, I like uh, respectful. Yeah. <laughs> how do you like respectful, Connor? Is do you think some people are feeling robbed of fact, uh, some uh, great press conference? I minutes? think
1: Connor, Connor, as intelligent as he is, great at anything else he does. Well, you know, he knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. He knows recent memories. You know the biggest thing in people's minds. I feel like he's trying to change the image, right? Because there's, there's a lot of, you know, polarizing. You have your haters and you have your fans, and they're very extreme on both ends. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think he's gonna win over a lot of people with uh, being more respectful after you know rising to this level of su- uh, success.
0: Yeah, I don't even think it's a PR move. No, yeah, I think, I think uh, it feels it feels
1: pretty genuine, right? I mean, he's still. He's still very confident. He's got a little bit of that arrogant attitude, but it's not coming yeah, yeah. out... Uh, it's not, <laughs> not really directed at anyone. It's just like his aura now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like yeah. It. I mean, it's I like
1: it. it's refreshing, right? I was expecting to, you know, wake up every day this week and hear him fook this, fook
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, and and I, I know that there's some fans that have been waiting for that, but, you know, this is... We here at Haspec yeah. MMA Pod support Haspec <laughs> for <Connor. laughs>
1: That one moment at the uh, press conference where they they basically traded a bottle of what was it, uh, hot sauce for a bottle of a bottle of liquor.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I saw that highlight. You're all <laughs> yeah. smiley and stuff. Did you see the face-off though? There's a there's a bit of a clash there that I felt McGregor won because uh when they faced off i don't know if you heard the did, did no, you see I that
1: uh see the face off
0: yeah so they go in for the face off and then uh as connor takes off his uh sunglasses or his glasses dustin kind of nods and he's like you know what's going to happen and uh connor uh nods he's like yeah, yeah it's it's okay uh you know i know we both know what's going to happen and then that was the end of that He's just like, he, he, I think Dust uh, Dustin was trying to get in his head and say, like, I'm going to win this time. You know yeah. what's going to happen. And then uh, Connor kind of just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. You know, I know. We both know. I'm going to finish <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: you got the last laugh?
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, a little verbal wrestling there, and I think Connor came out Yeah, to I didn't thought.
1: see the stare down, but uh, I saw, uh, you know, a couple of references to it uh, throughout the day today.
0: Mhm. so super intense. Can't wait. It's yeah. coming soon. Um for anyone not in the know, uh these guys last fought in September 2014, about 6 7 years ago. McGregor finished Poirier with uh, that classic left hand that uh you will probably see again tomorrow night or uh, what Saturday. is it? When is? It? I think it's in the evening. Yeah, yeah, Saturday, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, uh, that was the focus motivated McC- Connor, as most people like to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, that last time they fought, it was on the UFC 178 card, which was uh, below Cerrone and Alvarez. That was Alvarez's debut, indeed. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's when he got spanked by Cerrone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody imagined at that, that time he'd uh, he'd be the one yeah. holding the belt when uh, Connor came for him. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And, and uh, it should be noted, Donald, uh, you know, he, he recently lost to Connor. Um, he's surprisingly never crossed paths with Dustin. It's pretty interesting. Oh, right? yeah. That would be a freaking fantastic fight with those
1: for two. Far. A... Well, I mean, was it around the same time that Poirier started coming up the rankings when Donald tried his hand at uh, Welterweight?
0: Yeah. I think it was around yeah, that time, so... right? Yeah, they missed, yeah barely barely missed they missed
2: each
0: other. Yeah, barely missed each other. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, since losing to Connor, Dustin has gone 10, 2, and 1 over 13 fights. I uh, got no contest in his first fight with Eddie. So that's where that one comes from. Um, do you remember about Dustin and Eddie, 1 and 2? How How'd you feel about uh, that time Eddie need Dustin in the face in that first fight? You know, got no, no contest. I feel like Dustin was getting kind of desperate there i mean uh dustin yeah. uh eddie he definitely
1: was. was it seemed like uh you know he was in a bad spot for a while right mm-hmm. i mean dustin and, seemed uh, to be winning the exchanges yeah. It. i don't want to say i mean i've heard people say obviously an extreme opinion is he wanted a way out no fighter wants to uh, be disqualified on purpose or you know on purpose try to hide an illegal blow or anything like that i think uh yeah, I think he was just desperate. I think he uh, tried to time it right, and he missed the timing and ended up getting DQ'd for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Or maybe trying to pull a break, yeah. right? Maybe he didn't think he was going to end up in a no contest. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, regardless, you know, Dustin, he was a better fighter in both yeah, fights. Yeah, definitely. And he definitely got him in that second match.
1: Yeah, definitely won or was on the winning end of both fights, uh, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that being said, what, what's your take on the body of work that uh, Dustin and Connor have uh, carved out since they last seen each other? Who do you think has had a better career? It's kind of hard to say with Connor, you know, one foot in, one yeah, foot out.
1: I mean, Connor, he's, he's an anomaly, right? There's no one like Connor. And no one
2: mm-hmm.
1: other than Connor would be able to have these years of sporadic activity. And random ass fights yeah. that no one is expecting or even wanting. Oh, okay. Right?
0: One guy, one guy. One guy. what's that? You say his name? <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, we got another one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> Body of Work, I mean you know, credit words due. There is a lot of credit that is due to Connor. He's done a lot for the sport. Yeah. He's absolutely one of the best fighters on the planet. Certain aspects of his scale set, you know, they're unparalleled. Like his hand-eye coordination and reflexes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, body of work overall. I mean, what is it? Six, seven wins to ten? In the Mm -hmm. last, uh, since they Uh, last met? Or less than that, actually. I think it might be like five wins, six wins since they last met. For Connor?
0: Yeah, Feel like I uh, wrote it yeah. down, but I don't see I'm pulling see up his record:
1: one, okay. two, three, four, five, six wins since Poirier, whereas Dustin has gone mm-hmm. on to post what is that? Ten wins? Yeah, ten wins. Almost twice as much wins. I mean, you could argue that Dustin Poirier actually climbed the ladder, whereas Connor just jumped from one roof to the other.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, looking at that. Uh, what do you think though? Like, uh, Dustin's been more active, yeah. right? Uh, is it detrimental to have taken all the wear and tear in, in the face of the less active McGregor, you know, less hit as well too.
1: I think, uh, I think it might've been, I mean, he came up from featherweight because of the weight cuts. And now I remember you saying that he's he's having trouble making 155 now. <laughs> We talked about that <laughs> yeah. meme of that guy with the square head yeah. trying to swallow his torso. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean so, he's still very boy. young,
1: right? 32, he's in the prime years yeah. of, you know, physicality and experience. But I think it stylistically is just, you know, a match made for Connor.
0: He's, yeah, unfortunately for yeah. Dustin. So much love for Dustin.
1: I mean, yeah, he's very hittable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, he took 150 strikes, I think, give or take, against Hooker. He gave more than that, but most of those or the majority was in the first and second round. And those are the absolute rounds you do not want to get hit by Connor.
0: Exactly. And and when you compare, right? So you, you've got uh Dustin. He's only been finished once since the McGregor finish. He got started by Michael yeah. Johnson. But he's taken damage in probably yeah. all of his fights if I remember quite uh, correctly. Uh, As you said, the war with Hooker, had that hard fight with Khabib, hard fight with Holloway, two hard fights with Eddie, hard fight with uh, a pre-patient (laughs) Gigi. Pettis, Jim Miller, Joe Duffy, like all hard fights. And then you got McGregor, right? He took most of his damage with Nate and then a little bit of damage with Khabib. And... Chad Mendes, so is I guess. Time to heal Other up, than that. too, to rest. Yeah. Basically took no damage against yeah. Ronnie, right? No damage with Eddie. I mean, maybe, Everybody knows what happened to Albert. Maybe
1: he bruised his shoulder a little. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Donald. Please,
0: on my shoulder here. Please
1: just don't block me on <laughs> IG. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Let's hope he <laughs> yeah, doesn't. <laughs> I
1: mean, all due respect, you're a legend. <laughs> mm.
0: Uh, he's he's yeah, cool though. He's, even if you met him in an elevator, maybe he's just like, hey man, come on, man. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Another brief intermission there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the last thing I heard though?
1: Uh, I don't know. I kind of grabbed a drink, made oh. some toast, <laughs> if you catch my meaning.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Oh. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think we were closing on, on a prediction. Yeah. What prediction for this one. It, see, it seems pretty obvious on paper. MMA math doesn't always work. Yeah. But no, uh, no. What, what are you seeing here? Huh, I, uh,
1: I would honestly say I love Dustin. I absolutely, he's one of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. But I think is going to make good on his promise to knock him out inside of a minute. Maybe not uh, a minute. Maybe not yeah. a minute, but <laughs> yeah. first round, I would not be surprised at all.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would have to agree, man. It's just, just knowing uh, Dustin. I love him as a fighter and a person as as well. Um, any newer fans? He's he's got his own charity foundation. Go check him out if you want to uh, find out about that. But uh, all that being said, Connor, he's he's a sniper. Uh, we saw what happened in the first fight. I'm not sure. Anything will uh, different will happen in their next fight, even though it's six or seven years apart from each other. Uh, I'm also going to take Connor by first round KO, and uh, he might get that done in a minute. We'll see. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I wonder how much money you'd win if you, you know, home and Rousey this thing. Pick uh, Dustin Poirier oh, and win no, by first
0: round high kick.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be fantastic. Oh man. Uh, if he does pull out the upset, Dustin, uh, you know, grits it out, maybe brings Connor into the championship rounds and maybe submits. And who knows? We'll see. That, yeah. That'd be exciting too, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know uh, if he yeah. can though. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta put the pressure on Connor in order to drag him out there. You know, if you let Connor yeah. just stay at range, you're not gonna have any gas tank problems. He's not gonna yeah. get tired. And, and
0: Connor has underrated takedown defense. That guy knows how to stay on his feet and yeah, get back up does. to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because he's so oh. so good at knocking people out, we don't even know what kind of offensive ground game he has.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the most part, I think it, he focuses on trying to get back. But uh, if he has subs, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it I might would love be, to
1: see. Yeah, I, I would not mind uh submission. What if? What if that's how it happens? What if he punches him once, get, gets that knockdown, and then ends up just, you know, grabbing an arm or something?
0: <laughs> First round, Connor via inverted triangle choke. <laughs> yeah,
1: a knee bar. What? <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the exciting part of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, never know what's gonna happen, but uh, you can only go off what you know. So they both Connor know. by KO. Yeah, they yeah, both. Uh, know. <laughs> they, they both know. <laughs> All right, all right. We both know. <laughs> yeah, I you should find that clip. Uh, it's it's a pretty tense moment and uh, makes you it leaves you feeling like like oh, whew, I think Connor came out on top of that one. Yeah, so, we'll see on that night. Um, that that brings this particular podcast to a close. It is January twenty first, two thousand twenty one. People, uh, Connor uh, Poirier versus McGregor two coming up. Um, our next. Episode. Uh when should we schedule that? I'm um, thinking maybe the 28th. We'll see people. Uh, if you see me on my socials, just follow me there. Um as for uh Throblo, he's going, so stay tuned for him, people. Uh, anyways, thank you for tuning in. And uh yeah, that, that brings this whole uh preview. I mean review, preview, and prediction to an end this is the Hespect MMA podcast and uh got any final words there Throb
1: (laughs) (laughs) no no we're good man
0: all right well uh yeah see you guys gotta get out of here so peace. peace Hespect hey thank you so much for listening in on today's episode of the Hespect MMA podcast if you'd like to connect with me and discuss your own responses over anything MMA-related, come follow my Instagram or Twitter at HaspectMMAPod. And for those of you listening in via YouTube, remember to hit that like and subscribe button to show some continued love and support. Appreciation to you, and tune on in the next episode. Much respect